All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Fucking Anton Lander. Bag milk. Yeah. This is Ceases. 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 Let's go, baby. This is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. But better late than never. This is so fucking sexy. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Better late than never, episode 19. This is a new day. This is a brand new day. Why? Let me tell you. It's very exciting news for me today. I'm here to welcome a brand new title sponsor. I want to thank the audio department. The audio department. What is the audio department? Well, they work to create a safe space and creati- for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. You can find them right here at 6916 82nd Ave Northwest here in the city. That is a recording studio. I wonder if all that time I spent complaining about the sound quality on this podcast pushed a recording studio from jumping in. So I want to shout out to the audio department. Again, if you want more information on them, go to theaudiodepartment.ca. Theaudiodepartment.ca. I got some feedback coming in from last week saying that, hey, bag milk, the equipment you bought makes the podcast sound a whole lot better. However... 
just so you know, the soundboard's a little off in terms of how loud it is relative to my speaking voice. So we'll see if we can't fix that today. We'll see if we can't fix that today. I'm prepared. I've got a lot going on. I've got a fresh Jays jersey on right now. I've got a fresh Jays jersey on right now, and I feel real good about it. You know what I mean? I feel real good about it. Welcome to the good life. We'll get to that later, maybe. Or maybe I'll skip the good life today because I've got a new segment coming up, a brand new segment coming up a little bit later. We will get to that, but there's a lot happening since we last recorded. Let's get to the news. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com. Arcadia Brew Co. If you're on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. If you're on Instagram, you remember them. They're sticking around. You think I'd get rid of Arcadia? Give me a break. They're my first friends, and they are the new sponsor of the news. So big news, obviously, for us here in Oilers Nation over the last week. Our boys, our heroes, have clinched. When we spoke last episode, I think that was, what did I do, Thursday last week, Wednesday? I don't remember. They had one game left. They needed two points to clinch, and that came against the Western Conference lead in Colorado Avalanche. Not to mention, not to mention, not to mention. Sorry, little John, I didn't mean to push that. That win was massive. It was a dominant win by the Oilers. They looked as good as we've seen them on Friday night against Colorado, and I couldn't think of a better outcome. Not only did they clinch home ice, the next task at hand was to get home ice advantage. Or sorry, what did I just say? They clinched the playoff spot, then the next task was to clinch home ice advantage. They had had a chance on Sunday morning against the Columbus Blue Jackets to do that. Could not get it done. (laughs) Unfortunately, that was, uh, you know what? Maybe the boys were playing a little bit guilty on that game. Traveled, had just had a playoff clinching celebration probably, I imagine. You know, maybe it just didn't go their way. You know, sometimes it just, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes. Some, sometimes. Only, it's only game. Why you have to be mad? So while that game, I'm not going to say that it was pretty against Columbus. You don't want to lose to a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets. The good news is last night, Last night, the boys rebounded exactly as you would have hoped. That was a dominant performance against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby versus McDavid. It wasn't really a generational battle last night. Our boy, our con-con, our guy, a four-point night, absolutely trounced the Penguins just to lock in home ice advantage. So when you're looking at last three, next three, when we're looking at the schedule, last three, two, one and oh, since the last podcast with the wins coming against Colorado and Pittsburgh, they had that loss on Sunday morning against Columbus, but hey, they got the job done. They clinched. They got home ice. What else do you want? Right? Of course. Of course. Looking at the next three games, the Oilers have two meaningless regular season games that mean absolutely nothing to anybody. Thursday, Friday against San Jose and Vancouver. Now, what 
I'm going to be interested to see to watch over those games is how much Connor and Leon play, if they play at all. We looked into it on Oilers Nation Radio last Friday about what the plan was last season. And if you remember in the All-Canadian Division, the Oilers had their spot wrapped up a little bit early. So we looked back. What happened with Connor and Leon? Well, they played. They played. That's just how it went. They just didn't play as much, right? So I'm expecting the same this year. I'm expecting that both guys are going to be in the lineup on Thursday and Friday. Maybe they just don't play as much. I imagine they take some twirls on the power play, maybe the odd shift here and there, but I'm going to guess that those guys will have lighter evenings on Thursday and Friday. I am good with it. I am absolutely good with it. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm very, very excited about Friday's game because that is my first time back at Rogers Place to watch the Oilers play in you know, since the thing happened. It's been two and a half years since I've been to Rogers Place and I could not be more excited. Play La Bamba, baby. You got it, Ben. Play La Bamba, baby, and the Oilers have been playing it a lot this year. On the downside, however, if we are going to look at some things that were not necessarily all that good, Relax, it's only one thing. Darnell Nurse, he sustained an injury, a lower body injury on Friday against Colorado. He is going to miss the remaining regular season games. He's already missed Columbus. He's missed Pittsburgh, so there's two. He's got two more left to miss. However, I'm expecting him to be back for the first game of the playoffs against LA. We'll see if that actually happens, though. We'll see if that actually happens because the Oilers are being a little coy with it, which I would expect around playoff season to be to be perfectly honest. But obviously, you don't want to be missing Daryl. That said, according to our boy NHL Sid, who writes the analytics reports for us, Brett Kulak, he has filled in admirably for Darnell Nurse on that top pairing. Last night, he was up there, and this is a tweet from Sid. Very good game for Brett Kulak on the top pair tonight, playing mostly against Crosby's line. He had an 81.7 XGF, so expected goals for percentage, and high danger chances were 6-1 to in favor of Edmonton when Kulak was on the ice. Basically what that means, if you're not a part of the Spreadsheet Society, The puck was moving in the right direction when Kulak was on the ice. That's all you need to know. It was moving in the right direction. What else do you want? Personally, I hope this is the call. This is the time. This is the way that we're going to get more Brett Kulak. I've been talking about it on this podcast for a couple of weeks now. I feel like Kulak is the kind of player who can be part of the solution. I hope they can find a way to figure it out. I really, really do. So let's go back to last night a little bit because there's some other stuff that happened. Vander Kane, his ridiculous heater continues. He's got six goals, four assists for 10 points, and a plus seven. I know plus minus isn't the sexiest stat anymore, but six goals, four assists for 10 points in his last six games. This dude's heater is absolutely, I don't even know, like never push your, never get away from the table, Vander Kane. Never, ever leave the table when you're on a heater. And my friend, you are hot, hot, hot. Yeah! Another guy who's red hot. What else can you say about Mike Smith? Mike Smith picked up another win last night. The dude has just looked complete, like like just another person. He is the younger version of himself. Does that make sense? Does he look like a 30-year-old Schmitty? He's playing like a 30-year-old Schmitty. Last night against Pittsburgh, he was rock solid. The only thing that was missing from last night's game, the only thing 
that was missing from last night's game was the fact that Smith wasn't able to get the empty net goal. He had a couple of shots at it, and he missed one of them by about four or five inches at most. At most. That's the only negative I could see from last night's game, and really the only negative I could see from Smith's play over the last run. I've said it again on this podcast, and I'll say it again today. If you're going to take shots at Mike Smith when he's not playing well, you got to give him all the love in the world when he's doing what he's doing right now. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep giving the guy all kinds of love. Before we move on, I want to touch on a couple of things from last night's game against the Penguins. Of course, it's Crosby. Of course, it's McDavid. Generational talents born 10 years apart. When asked about going up against Sid before the game, here's what McDavid had to say. Yeah, I always look forward to, to these matchups. Um, you know, it's fun to, to test yourself uh, against someone like Sid. Test yourself, you did, my friend. What else can you say about a goal and three assists? Four-point night to bring you to 122 points on the year. Connor McDavid is absolutely rolling. Let's go, baby. Exactly. Connor, you are on fire. So and then post-game, after he puts up four points against Sid and the Penguins, obviously everybody was asked about it. Everybody wanted to know what's the deal with Connor. Woodcroft stepped up to the podium, and this is what he had to say about his captain. I think that's what the best players in the world do. They rise to those occasions. And um, what he's doing here with this season, um, I don't think it gets appreciated by... Um, everybody because there's almost a, a level that or a, a consensus that well, it's just McDavid being McDavid that's what he does but he's at a career career high and he's driving our team and he's playing the game the right way he's driven to win he is driven to win he's playing the right way and it's not just Connor being Connor because sure he puts up points he always does but Career high in goals, career high in assists, career high in points. He's just getting better, and he's doing it also on both sides of the ice. I'm going to talk more about Connor later in the new feature, but I just, I love the way the guy's playing. Another guy who's asked about Connor, Zach Hyman. What did he say? Obviously, nothing but complimentary. I think of late, he's been uh, unbelievable, just generating chances. For himself, for his linemates, anytime he gets to the puck, he beats a guy, draws another guy there, and then there's space. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what his numbers are in the past time many games, but it seems like he's he's uh, playing at uh, at the top of his game, and that's, uh, that's great for us. Great for us indeed, Zachary Hyman. You, my friend, are also a king, setting career highs in all kinds of areas in your first season with the Oilers. But I'll tell you one thing. I will tell you one thing. Connor McDavid is on a heater of all heaters, and I would not, I would not want to be standing in his way. Hyman, in that clip, he said, well, I don't know what Connor's numbers are over the last couple of, last little while. Well, I've got you. Your boy Bagmel came prepared, did a little research today. Connor McDavid has 14 points in his last six games. He's an absolute freak. He is a game genie. He is the one, and I will not, I will not have anybody, be it media or fan, diminish what he is doing because what he is showing us on a nightly basis is increasingly and incredibly special. Don't take for granted what we're watching because... There will come a time when he's just he just doesn't do this anymore, and that's because of age. So right now, what I'm asking you to do, appreciate it. Appreciate what he's doing. Appreciate what Leon's doing. 
appreciate what Evan Bouchard's doing. And when Evan Bouchard was asked about McDavid, well, dad kind of said the same thing everyone else did, you know? You wouldn't think, uh, you know, this time, uh, this age, that uh, someone would get that many points. But, uh, you know, it kind of doesn't surprise me at all, The you know, watching him all year. You uh, really see the kind of player he is, and, you know, I can see him breaking that again. He's so special. He is so, so special. And I feel very lucky as an Oilers fan to get to watch him on a nightly basis because what Connor McDavid does with the puck when he's challenged, come on. Was it last week when we were talking about he and Huberto tied for the NHL lead in points? Was that last week on this podcast? Because Connor is running away with it now. He is absolutely running away with it. You know that scene from Superbad? When Michael Sarah is running away from Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen said he's the fastest kid alive. I imagine that Seth Rogen in this scenario is Jonathan Huberdeau and Michael Sarah. He's Connor. He's running. He's gone. You can't catch him. Not even if you tried. Good luck, though. Speaking of Connor, I want to talk a little bit about the NHL player poll that comes out every year. So basically, the players are polled. They ask a bunch of different questions. And from an Oilers perspective, there was a lot of love specifically for McDavid, some for Leon, a little bit for Rogers Place. Let's walk through these quickly as before we move on. If you need to win a one game, if you need to win one game, who is the one skater you would want on your team? Connor McDavid ran away with this one, 42.4%. Who is the best stick handler in the NHL? Connor McDavid, second place with 22.8% of the vote. Patrick Kane won that one. Hard to deny that. Kane can stick handle in a phone booth. Who is the best passer? Well, Leon Dreisaitl won this one, and I like to see that. I'm glad Leon gets a little bit of respect for his passing abilities. We see it all the time here in Edmonton. We talk about the backhand. We talk about his ability to thread the needle with passes. I'm glad the players recognize it as well. So Leon won that one with 17.7% of the vote. McDavid actually came in fourth on that one with 10.6% of the vote. Next question, who is the most complete player? Connor McDavid got fourth with this one, 9.2% of the vote. Sidney Crosby ran away with that one. Which NHL arena has the best ice? Rogers Place actually got some love for this one, finishing in second place with 13.7% of the vote. The Bell Center in Montreal won that one. Next question, which player do you least enjoy playing against but would love to have on your team? Connor McDavid finished second place in that one on that question with 18.3% of the vote. The winner, a little bit surprising, but I understand it, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. You'd love to have that guy on your team, wouldn't you? You hate to play against him. He's annoying. But man, he does what he does. And he does it well. He does it well. Uh, Last question I wanted to touch on from the NHL player poll that comes out every single year is which NHL player is the best role model? Connor McDavid, he finished third on that one with 3.2% of the vote. Sidney Crosby ran away with it. Hard to argue. So anyway, the point here is that the Oilers getting a little bit of love from other players around the league. Connor and Leon getting some love. McDavid, obviously, all over this player poll. He is an absolute unit. And thus, we conclude the news. Whoops. Wrong button. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, and Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. 
By the way, if you go into Arcadia and you buy yourself a pint, you buy yourself some beer, you can get yourself a free Better Late Than Never sticker. By the way, thank you to everybody who entered the keyword sticker daddy after last week's podcast. I have all of the entrants. I have all of your names on a list. I will send out all of your stuff this week. I just need to get a couple of uh, little office supplies. I wasn't really prepared for a giveaway, but I did it anyway. So I just need to grab some office supplies. I'll send out your stuff. I'm also going to be including in there, I've got the Better Late Than Never sticker. I've got a fucking phenomenal Leon sticker. That one's from Kennedy. And I also got a the Oilers Nation Mission 22 playoff sticker. So you're going to have a couple of things coming my way if I reached out to you. I will have more giveaways coming as soon as we get more stickers printed. Basically, what happened was I said I have five sticker packs to give away. A lot more than five of you DM'd me and I cleared out. But we're going to get more stuff in because this went well. So thank you to everybody who joined in on that giveaway. Now... It's time. If you're an old school nation fan, if you are an old school fan, if you've been around for a minute, you may recognize this next feature. It is actually what got me started with Oilers Nation. We are going to introduce for Trilogy Rentals the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Limited. They have got all kinds of rentals available, uh, rental tools available. They got rental tools. They got fishing tools. They got coil tools, coil tools, K-O-I-L tools. I don't know what a lot of these things do. Drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, whatever you need. If you go to trilogyrentals.ca, trilogy is T-R-I-L-O-G-Y, rentals.ca, check out everything they've got. Trilogy is an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific situations in Fort St. John, uh, Fort McMurray, Lac Labiche, and others as customers required. Since 1994, Trilogy Oil Field has been your home for all the tools you need to get the job done. Again, check out TrilogyRentals.ca. So if you don't know what the righteous sack beating is, if you haven't been around the nation a long time, let me give you a little history, a little lesson, just a quick, quick little lesson for you. Because this one will sneak up on you. Once upon a time, I'm going to say probably back in 2008, early 2008, I approached Wanye with an idea that I should write for Oilers Nation. I didn't necessarily want anything for it. I didn't really care about that all that much. What I wanted was an opportunity. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So I was like, how about I just write a weekly feature of things that annoy me? Things that annoy me in the NHL. And he's like, hmm, let's see how that goes. Well, we called it the righteous sack beating. And for a few months, probably a year, in fact, I was writing a weekly column just describing things that annoy me. If you remember a uh, family guy, what grinds my gears, it's something like that, you know? So I also asked for your help on the debut of the Righteous Sack Beating for Trilogy Oilfield. I got a lot of your answers on things that are just annoying to you. So here's what annoys me this week, and just bear with me for a second. The coverage we get in Canada. 
the hockey coverage we get in Canada. And now listen, I understand it. The Leafs are the team with the most fans in the country. That's who, you know, you cater to them because they're the ones that butter your bread. I get all that. But for a fan of the other teams in this country, it's like, how annoying is the coverage here? I don't really want to talk too much about the Hart Trophy, but basically, if you follow Eastern media right now, it's already a de facto done deal that Austin Matthews, with 60 goals, will win the Hart Trophy. And I don't care about that because Connor and Leon have won their trophies already. But to not even have Connor McDavid in the conversation as a, well, I don't know if Matthews can do this because Connor McDavid is having the best year of his career. I don't know if this is actually going to work. There's none of that. There's none of that. And sure, there's some guys that bring up his name or whatever, but we're, what are we supposed to pretend that one of the best seasons... Since the original lockout that brought in a salary cap, are we supposed to pretend that one of the best seasons this league has seen is not deserving of the most valuable, most outstanding player award? What are you talking about? Yes, I am endlessly impressed that Austin Matthews has scored 60 goals in 73 games. That is a hell of a feat. I am not trying to take away a single thing from Austin Matthews, but let me tell you this. He is still... He is still 16 points behind Connor McDavid for the league lead in points. Connor McDavid has set a career high in both goals and assists for 122 points. He's running away with the Art Ross Trophy. I don't even care if Connor wins. The level of disrespect from the media, the coverage we get in this country is just ridiculous. And for that, I offer you the first righteous sack beating on Better Late Than Never. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of going through and seeing, again, Austin Matthews scored 60 goals. He is one of the best goal scorers this league has seen. There is no question in my mind about it. However, last night he gets his 60th and the coverage surrounding that goal, you would have have thought that he just cured cancer. You would have, that's what you would have thought. It was everywhere. The celebration. They're following him into the room. It's the same thing we got with the 50 goals. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but I don't really get it. I don't really get it apart from the business angle. Do these Eastern folks or just anybody who's pumping the tires, do they honestly believe this? This is what I want to know. Do they honestly believe it? Or is this some kind of marching orders from the stations to offer these takes as a means of making the fan base happy because when you're that big when you have that many fans across the country again like i said i get it but do you actually mean it from a business perspective i'd do the same thing i'd be like oh i can't believe that there's nobody in the nhl that scored 60 goals before and they'd be like well bag milk a lot of people have scored 60 goals before there was a season when wayne gretzky had 92 goals i'd be like "No, no 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 that doesn't count and then i would come up and i'd make up stats where well this span of time and then that many shots and the blue blue blah and then he's the greatest scorer ever that's what i would do and it seems like that is what is happening i could be wrong i could be wrong but i don't think i am I don't think I am. When asked, all of you, what you think for the trilogy oil field of righteous sack beating, what's some things that annoy you? That's what I asked today. Today's question, what's the most annoying thing about the NHL right now? And I had a lot of great answers. 
My wood is crofted, says loser points. I agree with loser points. I think if you're going to do a loser point, like as in you get a, a point for an OTL or a shootout loss, make a regulation win worth three. But then you're going to have, but then it just points totals and beat the bear. Like, who cares? Who cares? They change the rules midway through anyway when adding in the loser point, the Batman point. You can change them again. It's fine. We'll all figure it out. Number two, Surveyor Brett says that I am trying to keep Connie Mack from catching on. I am not going to fly with that, Brett. I love you, but Connie Mack must die. That saying that Connor McDavid's nickname should be Connie Mack, that ain't going to fly here. You take that shit to your rem check. You take that shit to your rem check. Oilfan87 says the air horn guy from yesterday's game comes to mind immediately. I don't, I don't know if I noticed the air horn guy. One thing I will say that I noticed from games that I don't really understand, and it's not just the Oilers, it's around the league, it's in other sports, is the woo! Like, what is that? They're doing Ric Flair's all over the crowd lately. I don't, what am I missing? What am I missing? Ty Jones just says the NHL Flames, the, the Flames, obviously, Durr. Uh, Steven Fiddler, this one is annoying a lot of people. Game management. What is a penalty? What's not? What's the rules? Do they even matter? I don't know. Wit Dog says that there are a completely different set of rules for the playoffs than there are for the regular season. Ah, that is a great one. That is a great one. Because why is that? What other sport does that? Baseball, a strike is a strike is a strike. Well, I mean... A little bit subjective. Right now I'm wearing a brand new Jays jersey that I got. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Tyler Doust says, the most annoying thing is that Tyler Uremchuk refuses to give you a smoocheroo. We got some Tyler versus Tyler violence happening right now. Trevor says, anything to do with Austin Matthews. There goes, that's just in line with my righteous sack beating. That's exactly what it is. Robin Brownlee from OilersNation.com says, heart trophy talk. Amen to that. Tony says, how inconsistent the refing has been this year where one call is a call for one team, but the same call isn't called for the other team. 100%. The inconsistency in refing is absolutely tragic. The NHL really needs to figure it out. I don't think they're going to. Uh, Michael says, three on three OT. Allowing teams to circle back over the center line need that back and over or over and back violation like a basketball. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I like that a lot. No over and back. Over the center line, let's cut it. I like that a lot. That's a good rule change by Michael. I'm going to add in another one of my own. I hate when you have an exciting three-on-three OT, and it gets ruined by a shutout, or a shootout, I should say. Ruined by a shootout. Extend the three-on-three to 10 minutes. End the game that way. End the game that way. If you make it full of, through a full 10-minute three-on-three and there are no goals, hey, maybe you go back to the tie. Maybe you go back to the tie, or you just keep playing until you get a finish. I'd be fine with that too. Jeff says, offsides, just get rid of the blue line. All it does is limit scoring chances. But then what would Jeremy Koopel do? Of course, Jeremy Koopel is our video coach that is just absolutely nailing his calls. Yeah! Uh, Bobby says, challenge rule is a farce. Just review every goal. It would save time and end the charade of having to challenge a bad goal. Last night, the Penguins had two goals removed from the Oilers and still got shit kicked. I want to add into the second offside review came on an empty netter. If you're down by three and there are less than five minutes left in regulation time, you should not be allowed to challenge a goal. Let's speed it up. There was no point for that. Zach Cassian, he sunk the empty netter eventually anyway. 
Thanks for the challenge. Uh, Merck's just says the Matthews love. Shannon says, besides the obvious answer, which is officiating, I'd say breaking up scraps before they actually happen. Let them fight. We've seen that a lot lately. Louis was talking about that as well. Sometimes it's let them go. Let them go. Hockeyfights.com would appreciate it. Nation Dan, he would love that. If you just let them go. Let them square off. I imagine there's some kind of... I would love to know the reason behind it. Like, what's the why there? Why are they jumping in so quickly? Is it insurance? I'm going to guess it's insurance. Somebody got lawyery. Again, this is just speculation on my part. I have no idea. Spiced Oil says, the lack of love for Daddy Woodcroft outside of Oilers fandom. I will 100%. 100% buy that argument because Jay Woodcroft has turned this season from being a disaster. The Oilers missing the playoffs in 2021-22 would have been an absolute nightmare and it's his because of him, it's his work that prevented that from happening and therefore I get a chance to play the Jay Woodcroft song. Love Jay Woodcroft. Never, ever get tired of that guy. Sherry says, all the talk about Matthews and the lack of accountability on non-calls by the Zebras. Merck says, referees, they're inconsistent. What is a call? When is a call? Bobby says, I'll take the low-hanging fruit here and go with start times of games being vague estimates. This is, you know what? I didn't even think about this until just now, but yes, 100%. He's like, I understand a 7.07, but 7.24 is pushing it for a 7 p.m. start. If the game is going to start at 5.15 or 5.07 or 5.26, just tell me that so I can plan my life accordingly. It's not like we get a whole lot of pregame show. There's just a little bit. Just tell me what time the puck drop is at. I got shit to do. The nation's own Kennedy, she says, honestly, the accessibility to watch games, how you can't get all the games that are being played via just one paid for streaming service, you got to have multiple. Plus the blackouts or location restrictions complicated even more. I just want to watch hockey. I agree with Kennedy on that one. Though, uh, Martin London from over in Sweden, he says, it's weird and dumb for you. Like, I'm obviously European, and I got to say, the accessibility to watch games, other than the time zones, of course, is one of the best things with the NHL compared to many other leagues and sports. Add to that the highlights and beyond, it's free out there. But, you know, like, if you're an Oilers fan and you live in Vancouver, how many games do you have blacked out for you? I get that. I don't understand that either. That's an interesting point by Kennedy. That's an interesting point by Kennedy. If you have something that's bothering you, if you want to include your voicemail, in fact, or as an example, in the righteous sack beating, all I'm asking is that you just label it RSB, RSB, and I'll play the voicemails in the proper section instead of waiting for the rig hand distillery voicemail. So I'm going to keep putting this out on Twitter. I'm going to keep reading your answers. That is the first edition of the righteous sack beating. What is going to annoy us next as a group? What is going to annoy us next? You know what else is annoying me? Before we wrap this up, the Vegas Golden Knights just won't die. They just won't die. Last night, they almost had their playoff hopes dashed, but they are hanging on by the thinnest of threads. It doesn't look like they're going to get in, and that in itself makes me happy because they've had way too much fun here over the last handful of years. I'm excited about them having a little bit of misery. I'm excited about making fun of Jack Eichel for bringing his Buffalo stink over into Vegas. I'm excited about having all of them wonder what went wrong because that is a team that likes to make brash decisions and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the offseason, especially after missing the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. So, 
for Trilogy Oil Field. TrilogyRentals.ca, the first righteous sack beating of the season. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> I was looking for a soundbite or intro music for this segment for the Righteous Sack Beating, and I found that from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to leave that because I think it's hilarious. Good? Good. Great? Got it. Caution. This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Back with that, courtesy of my friend Donkey Volley, it is time for everyone's favorite segment, the Rig Hand Distillery Voicemail. If you go to RigHandDistillery.com, that's where you will find the tour and tasting coupon that I've been talking about on the BCAS. I've been talking about it here too. Print it off, take it to the facility out in NISQ, get a tour in. Find out how they make the booze. Find out how they make the brum. Find out how they make the double-double. Grab yourself a bottle at their facility there. Have a good time. I've been there. It's great. It's awesome. Jeff and the crew are fantastic. RigHandDistilleries.com. They are the sponsors of the voicemail. I teased this one a little bit on Twitter. So the bit here, if you don't know, with the voicemail, I don't listen to any of this stuff. I will say, though, that this first clip that I am going to play is... I have heard this. I've listened to it a bunch of times, in fact. And I think if we push it right, if we get this done, this could be the song of the summer. Because let me tell you, this is an earworm that came in from (laughs) Meat Watcher. Shout out to Meat Watcher. I think you're going to enjoy this as much as I did. How dumb is that? Meat Watcher composing music for the podcast. And uh, let me tell you one thing right now. If you think I'm ever getting rid of that clip, I am not. And in fact, I'm going to play it again. Why won't you kiss me? Why won't you kiss me? it's so stupid uh again if you're missing out on the joke there uh the last time the oilers played san jose sharks tyler bet me that if the oilers would win which they did in ot that he would give me a kiss that kiss is still unpaid and it is accruing interest and therefore i now have the tyler won't you kiss me song (laughs) and if you don't think that thing could be the song of the summer well should i play it again okay i'm just kidding Twice was enough. <laughs> That's so funny. Meat Watcher, I don't know who you are, but that is an absolute gem. Absolute gem. First voicemail. Hey, Big Milk. Seems like the Oilers are going to the playoffs. Yes, they are. That being said, um, I'm just wondering if you know of anybody else that is going to have themselves a playoff alter ego like Chris Chalmers, a.k.a. Cowboy Chris. If so... 
curious what everybody else's are. Uh, I kind of have an alter ego already. Bag Milk is not my real name. I know that's a spoiler alert, but just uh, I'll give you a moment to compose yourself after that revelation. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty much the same here, playoffs, anywhere, really. Shy weirdo. Have a couple of cocktails. I open right up. That's the key to the vault, everybody. So alter ego, maybe just a slightly more lubricated version of myself. That's all I can think about. By the way, speaking of which, I heard a little birdie suggest that there may be, we're trying to figure it out, there could be, possibly be, don't hold me to it, a nation vacation down to Los Angeles for the playoffs. I don't know if you'd be interested in coming with us, but we are trying to put it together, allegedly, in my opinion. Actually, I know that that's happening, but it may not happen, but it probably will happen. I'm going to say it's about 85% chance of happening. We'll see. We'll see. Watch out for the nation socials. Oilers Nation on Twitter, OilersNation.com on Instagram, dot is spelled D-O-T. Hey, Bag Milk. Hello. Is it possible to get Tyler Yaremchuk of DailyFaceOff.com's phone number? Is it possible? Yeah, I got Tyler's phone number. Uh, it is absolutely possible. I will absolutely tweet it out for you. No problem. Hey, bag milk. So I was thinking, I was listening to the back half of your podcast last week where you were talking about Evander Kane and someone suggested a four-year deal for him. Um, in just answering your question from Twitter, um, it dawned on me, though, I watch a lot of NBA as well, uh, aside from the NHL, and they do have in their contracts the ability to do a player or team option. I've never seen it in the NHL as far as I know um is there an opportunity to potentially sign Evander Kane to a two-year deal but the second year is a team option so I'm just gonna stop you there I honestly have no idea I'm not smart enough to understand the ins and outs of the NHL salary cap but just kind of vague vaguely guessing generally guessing I should say I don't think that team options are a thing in the league so while I appreciate the idea while I appreciate the you know the little tap dancing you're doing to try and get Evander Kane under the cap I just don't know if you can do that in the NHL if somebody knows if somebody has got some cap knowledge hit us up I'd like to know that but I I don't think that's possible it's clinch so here it is Merry Clinchmas Every Oilers having fun. Oh, yes. Let's go to the playoffs and show them how it's done. Oh, yes, you sexy Oiler beasts. Let me ask you something, Donkey Volley. Did you get some new equipment? Because you sound good in that. Hey, it looks like I'm not the only one leveling up the equipment for the podcast. Donkey Volley coming in hot. I like it. Good for you, sir. Hey, Bag Milk. My question for you today is... Uh, if you could take any clutch playoff performer uh, in Oilers history outside of the dynasty days um, and put them on this year's team, who would you pick and why? Uh, personally, I would love to add either Cujo or Roley, uh, with all due respect to how well Smith has been playing. Uh, but also an uh, honorable mention to Chris Pronger, because that dude was just a complete animal in 06. He was going to be my, I'll just be honest, Chris Pronger was going to be my pick for sure, for sure. If you can just add in a Chris Pronger at his prime to the Oilers defensive group right now, you're laughing. You're having a great time. But if you're going to go on a lesser tier of player, how about Fernando Pisani? If you remember back to 06, that guy 
that dude had all kinds of clutch goals. He was killing penalties. He was playing in tough minutes at five on five. Plus, he was filling the net with goals. How about Fernando Pisani as an option? Chris Pronger would be my first, of course. Fernando, come on. Slepeshev, on a minor note, in 2017, he had himself a decent little playoff run if we're going for like a depth player. How about that? I filled out three tiers for you. Your, your Hall of Fame types, there's your Chris Pronger. You got your glue guy, that'll be your Fernando Pisani. And then like if you're looking for a fourth line dude who can chip in a little bit, how about Slep? How about Slep? I'm just throwing out names there. Who's you, who'd you like to add? If you're talking non-Hall of Fame players, or uh, non-Dynasty players, I should say, who are you adding? I'd love to know. Hit me up. Most annoying storyline, Austin Matthews. Team I'm cheering against, hands down, Toronto. I hate Toronto media, and I hate everything. Fuck Toronto. <laughs> well, I don't know who that was, but uh, that was for the righteous sack beating. Again, so if you want to participate in the RSB with a voicemail, just hit them up, RSB, on when you leave them for me on SpeakPipe. But I, I'm completely with you. You just matched what my righteous sack beating was. The media coverage out of Toronto is just shocking. And again, I get it. I get it from the business perspective. There's Leafs fans everywhere. They cover the country, blah, 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 blah. I, as an Oilers fan, don't give a thunderous fuck what they're doing. Good? Good. Hey, Big Milk. I just have a few questions for you here. Go ahead. Um, I was wondering... Do you think that Woodcroft has yet realized that Yamamoto is more productive with McDavid and Kane than Pulivari was? I understand that, yes, he does a lot of good stuff away from the puck, but I've just noticed that in the games where Yamamoto was on the top line, he was actually producing, where, yes, he hasn't been able to produce like he was. That's about it. I actually, I was talking about this on the B-Cast last night after the Pittsburgh win. I think when Yessa comes back, I would love to see him slot in beside Nuge on the third line. I like Yamamoto with Connor and Kane. That line is buzzing right now. I'm not changing it if it's up to me. Hyman on the second line with Dreisaitl, I like that as well. I like that one as well. So why not slide Yessa down with Nuge? Have some easier matchups for the kid. He's big. He can stir it up. He pushes the play. I like him there. I like him there. First of all, first line's rolling. Like I said, why fix what ain't broken? So when Yessa comes back, that's where I'm sticking him. What about you guys? Hit me up. How my name is Bag Milk on Instagram, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter, or just leave me a voicemail. On a completely different subject, I was just wondering, and I think I realized it maybe in the past few press conferences with Woodcroft, but do you think that he possibly sounds like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to some Nicholas Cage conversations to find out for sure. When I listen to Woodcroft, well, fuck, now I can't shake that. Like which which era of Nicholas Cage are we talking like The Rock? Are we talking Gone in 60 Seconds? Are we talking new Nicholas Cage? How about from that docu series on Netflix where he was walking through curse words? Anyway, that's very funny. I hadn't really considered it. But when I think about Woodcroft speaking post-game, I just think about how it's always team and it's always positive. The guy will not talk about himself. 
last Friday after the Oilers clinched against Colorado in his post game, they were like, "Whoa, how do you imagine?" I'm paraphrasing now. How do you imagine that this would have gone in your first NHL coaching stint? And he did not want to talk about himself, how well he or Dave Manson have done since coming in. All he wants to talk about is the group, the players, and all the work they've done. When I think of Jay Woodcroft, I think about positivity, I think about communication, and I think about attention to detail, and that's exactly what this team needs. Now, if he also sounds like Nicolas Cage, hey, fucking cherry on top. So, you have to pick one out of the three possible choices. Go ahead. Waffles, mm-hmm. pancakes, mm-hmm. or French toast. What side are you on? Well, I don't actually like pancakes, so pancakes can fuck off. How's that? Is that controversial? Pancakes not my thing. I find them dry. And you can say, oh, well, you haven't had my wife's pancakes, or you haven't had my pancakes, or my grandma made the best pancakes. I don't care. They're gross. Give me crepes. I've got crepes all day. But of those options, hmm, I'm going to go with waffles. I love me French toast as well, but if I have to pick only one of the three, I am making it waffles. Hey, Big Milk. So I just saw your... Uh, posts on Instagram asking us uh, what you think the worst storyline is in the NHL right now. And this might be coming from an Oilers biased perspective, but I really don't want Alex Ovechkin to break uh, Gretzky's goal record. Um, I, as a personal preference, don't like the guy very much because my uncle used to preach to me how he was better than Sidney Crosby. And to a degree, I can see what he means, but I just, yeah, I, I just really don't want this dude to break that record because then my uncle's going to hold it over my head forever about how Crosby got nowhere near it. Um, as well as um, the person or team that I'm rooting against the most in the playoffs, aside from the Capitals, which I actually have no idea if they're in or not, I thought they were, uh, would be Calgary. It's, it's the obvious answer. I don't want them to get past the first round. I hope Nashville beats the brakes off them tonight and uh, just really reaffirms um, that Calgary isn't shit. (laughs) Unfortunately, that message came in yesterday before the Flames ended up winning last night against the Predators, but I'm with you. I think that that series, if you've got a team that can knock out the Flames in the first round, the Preds is probably it. Preds are probably it. They get a little help from the goalie. They get hot. Flames' Johnny Gugu goes away at the right at the playoffs like he always does. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, the flames are good and it's annoying. It's the truth. It's the truth. What do you want me to say? I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, Big Mill. I just got a quick question for you. And I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I found out the other day, Zach Cassian was a first round draft pick. He was. And I was wondering if what, what the pre-ranked comparables for Cassian were for him to get drafted so high up uh, in the NHL draft because obviously he's just turned into a fourth liner at this point in his career. But uh, I'm curious to know as to why uh, the NHL thought he was deserving of a first-round pick. 
Uh, yes, Zach Cassian was a first round pick in 2009. He went 13th overall. As for who his comparables were at the time, I don't, I don't remember that far back. I, the thing that I remember the most is when the Vancouver Canucks traded Cody Hodgson to get him from Buffalo. I remember thinking that was a really good trade for the Canucks that if he would maybe develop into a force, kind of like a Milan Lucic type player, I would have thought that was an amazing trade for the Canucks. Obviously it didn't happen that way, but if you look at the 2009 draft and some of the guys that went ahead of him number one that year was John Tavares you know you don't argue with that one number two Victor Hedman in a redraft he probably goes first maybe allegedly in my opinion third was Matt Duchesne fourth is now our friend Evander Kane Braden Shen Oliver Ekman Larson Nazem Kadri Scott Glennie from Dallas went number eight he only played one NHL game there's nobody that played fewer games than him oh actually Philip Paradis went 27 to Carolina he didn't play the game um Jared Cowan, Magnus Pajarvi, an old friend. He went to Edmonton at 10th overall. Nashville picked up Ryan Ellis at 11. Calvin DeHaan at 12. Zach Cassian at 13. Looking at there, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, the rest of the draft, some of the guys that came immediately after him, Dmitry Kulikov, Peter Holland, Nick Letty, David Runblad, um, Chris Kreider's having himself a hell of a season. I don't know. Sometimes I think this is just one of those things where the draft is a crapshoot. Outside of like the top players, which for the most part, sorry, Yak, you assume they're going to be contributors for you for a long time at the NHL level. The mid, the further you go down is just more and more of a crapshoot. So I don't remember really what was going on in 2009. While I was blogging about the Oilers at that time, I didn't really give two shits about the draft, I remember. Um, So comparables, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. It is interesting to see how players end up, though, this far out after their draft date because a lot of them, there's a lot of them that you're like, he's going to be this, but he turns into that. Or he's going to be that, and he turns into something completely different. So to answer the question, I don't know. I don't know. And that's how we're going to say it. It is the Rig Hand Distillery voice. Mail is over. RickHandDistillery.com. Check it out. That's where you find the tour and tasting coupons right at the top of the screen. Print it off, take it to the facility, and go for a little drinky poop. RickHandDistillery.com. I promise you they've got something you are going to enjoy. Whether it's the Brum, whether it's the Double Double, they've got something for you. I promise. RickHandDistillery. There you go. Another round of voicemails on Better Late Than Never. I want to thank you all again for participating in the voicemails. Makes me happy, you know? It really, really does make me happy. And before we end off this week's podcast, I got one more review that I want to play. So I'm just going to get to that. Please leave me reviews. I promise I'll read them. This one just kind of made me laugh. Tyler Uremchuk has created a monster by never letting bag milk touch the buttons. The resulting project has been amazing. The intro is fire and the Good Life segment is both entertaining and informative. The sound this week was much improved. Gadgets are doing their thing. Keep it up, Bag Milk and Frank. That's a five-star review. Amazing, says DRebel951. Thank you very much for that review. I appreciate it. I'm going to keep working on it. Surveyor Brett says that the soundboard is a little bit louder than my voice is. Hopefully I can fix that this week. If not, I'm going to work on it. That's my promise to you. You've given me your time and your ears. I'm going to give you my effort. And that's all I can promise you. That's all I can promise you. So from our new title sponsor, the audio department. 
Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. It's a recording studio. Maybe I should go record an episode there. I wonder if they'd let me. I wonder if they would let me. They probably would. Why wouldn't they? I'd be like, hey, you sponsor my podcast. Can I come use your facility? No. I'm like, all right. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get in there. Oh, just imagine all the knobs and stuff that I can turn at the audio department. Theaudiodepartment.ca, that's where you need to go. And of course, we want to thank Arcadia Brewing. They've been around since the start. Righteous Sack Beating brought to you by Trilogy Oil Field. They're new to the podcast. And finally, the voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. This podcast rules. And the reason it rules is because of all of you. And without all of you, I can't do nothing. It's just me sitting here in my kitchen table talking to myself. Nobody wants to hear that. But because of you, it makes it interesting. It makes it fun for me to do. And I'm grateful. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. That's episode 19. Oilers in the playoffs, baby. We are going to be having two episodes a week of Oilers Nation Radio. Depending on what happens with the games, I might just be dropping emergency podcasts of Better Late Than Never from my house. We have got a lot of content coming for you. And lastly, BLT Bets. We recorded our first betting podcast earlier today with Tyler and Liam and myself. It was a lot of fun. Go check that out. Download, subscribe. Until next week or whenever I jump back on, Better Late Than Never is out. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.